0: Fahrenheit 451. Oh, the best. <laughs> Brad I yeah. read this book a little differently than, than I did the last two times. I, I read through it more for the you know big chunks of the story. And this time, I read it very carefully. And each time I found myself drifting away, thinking of something else, but drifting down another paragraph or two without knowing what I read, I would jump back to where I remembered so I could get everything out of this book. And uh, I liked it.
1: Well, I think that's kind of the beauty of, of reading, right? Um, you know, versus, say, an audio version or you know, watching a show or something. You have these moments to kind of drift by, and it doesn't matter. And when you're reading, you have that moment to, to stop and think and revisit something, um, and let the mind wander and then come back to the book. Like you're, um, I mean, I think that's part of what he's been at, um, is, is there's, uh, there's more intellectual engagement with reading, right. As an individual, you have more control over the the process versus just are more, it's more active, right. And it versus something like the parlor walls that are, are, uh, you know, it's more of a passive reception of those
0: a moral responsibility to to uh, know what's going on, uh, so that if if a war happens, uh, you know why and when and where, and you have some idea of uh, or some sense. You're not just uh, partying down until the last until the last seconds. However, while I'm on this topic, I want to talk about uh, Captain Beatty, who seemed to be right on with a lot of his ideas and concepts even though it was in a a Trumpian kind of way he egged him on he egged uh, Montag on so that I think uh, it was yeah it was death by cop kind of thing
1: oh okay hmm
0: Interesting, But a, a lot of people at that time who had some way of knowing a, a sense through the censorship of the walls and, and the society, um, they knew war was coming. They couldn't do anything about it. And they knew that they probably wouldn't live through it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know if I focused a whole lot on... The war part of it. I I definitely noticed that. I wonder... Right, if the... The movie
0: completely left it... Well,
1: yeah, mostly out out of the movie.
0: It just ended uh, a few pages uh, short of of, uh, the destruction of the city. I mean, I don't know if the audience could guess that or not, but they certainly didn't see it as as the book described it. it, he just drifted off into the community of um, the library.
1: Well, you're talking about the Truffaut film, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't rewatch that for this. Um, I I, 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 I could talk about that. But well, I mean, you've seen, a couple, it, right? I've seen it, right? Yeah. I've seen it a couple of times and it's been, uh, it's probably been uh, six, seven, maybe even eight years since I've seen it. But I remembered, you know, that version at the end is a little bit different, where he's, they're all walking around through the woods, reciting these, uh, uh, the, the the chapters of the book. Yeah, um, he, he found he, the yeah. community. Right, right, and and I, I can't remember if there's a, a scene where there's uh, some jets fly by and they blow up the the city um, in the film. You, you said you watched it recently in and, the you know, film? In the film, yeah. they blow up the city. Oh, uh, well, in the book, they blow up the city. Yes, in the book,
0: they do. I don't remember that happening in the film.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Did mm. it? Do I remember it wrong?
1: I can't remember. I'm I, i, I I'm guessing no, maybe given the time period. Well, I tried. No. But, well, I tried. Yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Well, I I thought there were a lot of references to the war, more than, um, than I remembered uh, from reading it the last time. So I was kind of, I was a little bit surprised. And then when I read some of that stuff that you sent by um, about the time period when this was written, it was written in the time where uh, nuclear war was a thing. And when I was a really little kid, you know about this. We were all taught to um, duck under our um, yeah. desks and cover up.
1: Duck and cover. So, Yeah.
0: So I was, yeah. uh, on this yeah. reading, I, I saw that.
1: Yeah, roll into a curb, you know, to protect yourself from a nuclear attack. So, you know, duck and cover. I remember watching some old propaganda film. I'll have to find, if I ever find that. Uh, I bet it's on, I bet it's on YouTube somewhere. It's just, uh, I found that on, oh, I, yeah. um, on a VCD in Guangzhou, like back in the day, <laughs> this random thing. And it was all these old, like propaganda, American propaganda videos. And one of them was about the duck and cover campaign. And, uh, people on the street, they would, they, in would Guangzhou. they would, well, I found, I just found this, this VCD, not even a DVD, right? This VCD, um, and, and it had that it was it was that was the, the video is all these old, old kind of propaganda films. And so one was a duck and cover. I just remember people on the street, if there's a nuclear attack, you know, it was like duck and roll into the curb. If you're on a street as if as if being next to the curb would spare you from a <laughs> nuclear attack. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. But
0: that's interesting because uh, those old propaganda uh, videos we're kind of the reality of the day. And that's kind of what this, this uh, book is talking about is what the propaganda is and how it manipulates us and how it creates our reality. And then we get to that. Um, what was in um, the matrix? What was that guy's name? Who said it, it's the red pill or the, what was it? Blue pill, red, blue.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
0: is it Nero or something like that?
1: Nero, Trinity, and uh, yeah, no, what's his name? Morpheus. Yeah.
0: Morpheus, thank you. Yeah. And, and so would you take the pill to, to give you what reality really is? And as we sit here speaking to each other on this podcast, what is reality for us? I mean, is there another layer to it that we don't know?
1: Well, there's a whole whole uh, subculture that's dedicated. I, I think it's a. I want to say it's sort of a right wing thing. Although I'm not certain about that. Where there's like you know, people being kind of red pilled is the idea. I think there's a whole maybe a subreddit uh, oh. to this idea and some YouTube videos where um, it, it, and it's all about how you know, it's a bit conspiratorial, right? Where people don't really know what's going on. And so they they've turned this into a verb of being red pilled, right. From the matrix to, 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 to open their eyes and it actually relates to the idea of Plato's cave, which comes up is referenced here. Um, you know, in the, you know, Pl- Plato's Republic is one of the, one of the many illusions, uh, referenced, uh and the idea that we're all, you know, looking at our shadows and don't really know what's outside of the cave. Um, right and that's the idea you're you're talking about here
0: exactly yeah only in a much nicer way um, so what kind of cave are we in
1: well I, I, just just to, to echo back to the the idea of war that there is this or maybe that relate you know if there's a there's a thread here it's about you know what are the things that bradbury was was quite prescient about, right? And and one of those is the idea of 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 a society that is at war but doesn't feel any of the effects. It's kind of numb to the effects of being at war. And it's quite extreme here. Um but I but I just just to make that note, I mean I mean those of us I mean I mean as I guess as Americans that we've been at war since 911 right and that mm-hmm. even and, and we could make an argument that uh there's been other i guess um i guess i guess maybe maybe not at war outright all the time but certainly with a, a military you know the, the idea of the military uh kind of expansion throughout the world presence you know, yeah Yes yeah, something going on there and then, and then since 9/11 now um, 19 are we near the 20th the 20th anniversary this this fall right um, Wow that will have been at war um, and in several wars for 20 years, right
0: so you're, you're and, saying we're numb to that.
1: Well, right. I mean, it continues to go on, and people continue to go off and 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 die. Of course, people are dying in those other countries, but they continue to go off and die, and and and, and maybe and then mo- many of them don't die, right? They just come back. You know, we're we're so capable of of saving people that they come by and they come back, uh, riddled with uh, PTSD and and uh, you know missing you know limbs and there's so many ways to save people. And they're just shells of themselves in so many ways. Uh, but that's always going on. Right. And that's kind of the idea here with, with Bradbury. And he, he talks about that in such an extreme way with the, with Mildred and the other, the other wives um, in that scene. Um, where yeah. It where he, he exposes his book. Right. Right. Uh, like with Mrs. Phelps, you know, and her children and Mrs. uh Bow's Bows you pronounce that. Um, and they've uh they've lost like husbands, right? Plural. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of they're just replaceable, right? Every everything seems to be kind of replaceable.
0: And he reads them poetry.
1: Hmm Yeah, Bradbury was a huge fan of poetry. I think I read that he always read uh read a lot of poetry to help with his writing.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. And then I, I recognized one of the poets as is one that I had um uh read a long time ago. And that was uh fun following that thread back. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. So have we, have we talked about censorship enough?
1: Well, I think we have to come back to that. That's a big conversation. Uh, yeah. I meant to, I, I should have lo- I spent a little, should have spent a little more time looking into this poem, but I guess that that's, that's really the moment, right? Where the, you, uh, uh, where I, think I wrote that down somewhere, the name of this poem. I'm. I'm uh, did you get it down somewhere? Um, let me just find that.
0: Okay, you're starting yeah. to break up a little bit
1: again. Yeah, I was just kind of looking for this poem. I'm probably muttering to myself a little bit. Oh, Dover Beach. Is that more clear? Much more clear. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dover Beach was the name of the poem. Ah, love, let us be true one another, for the world, which seems to lie before us like a land of dreams, so various, so beautiful, so new, hath really neither joy, nor love, nor light, nor certitude, nor peace, nor help for pain. And we are here as on a darkly plain, swept with confused alarms of struggle and flight, where ignorant armies clash by night. And his, and that was that was the title of the original script, right? Where ignorant armies clash by night. Uh, the original, sorry, the original script, the original book, he were, the short story he was writing. Oh, this, I game. yeah. Yeah. Was where ignorant armies clash by night. And he, in the end, he felt like it was too, Bradbury felt like it was too, uh, a little too pedantic, or he was pontificating too much, um, and he didn't have enough of the, the, you know, the joy that comes through a story, and that was part of what prompted him to rework it. Uh, but that was the title, and actually, I'd forgotten that was in the poem because <laughs> I'd read, you know, I'd read, I, I was reading the twentieth, uh, sorry, sixtieth anniversary edition, and it had all that additional material on the back, um, and it mentioned this. The title of the original, which was "Where Ignorant Armies Clash by Night," and I'd forgotten it was from this poem.
0: Hmm. Uh, and now it's, you've it's, rediscovered uh, it.
1: Yeah, ignorant armies clashing by night, and 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 maybe maybe in my mind it was about, uh, um, and and I could be guilty of this, I suppose, too, of just ignorant, you know, ignorant people clashing twenty-four hours a day through. Twitter barbs and memes and and all these little videos and and gifts you know that are exchanged and uh and for what right
0: um, right and uh Bradbury's prediction uh comes through uh one of um captain Beatty's uh rants when he says that uh, after that step of the headline reading uh with no uh article uh to support it comes uh just headlines and then just words and then maybe just images and the right. people don't notice
1: i yeah, thought that was pretty that spooky Absolutely, this had me thinking about I actually started a rereading of it last night uh which is uh I don't know if you've ever read amusing ourselves to death no um yeah, definitely worth a revisit amusing ourselves to death uh which is which is um just basing out on the author um yeah. amusing am ourselves to death by a Neil Postman and mm-hmm. he's writing about, um, uh, and it has echoes of Marshall McLuhan's. The medium is the message. Uh, yeah.
0: I've right? read, yeah, I've read that. Yeah. yeah. And, and,
1: and, and the idea that these, you know, depending on the type of medium that we're using, that we, um, you know, it changes the way that we, the way that we think. Right. And, and I think, I think that's, that's absolutely, and I don't know, I don't know. I think, I think Bradbury's writing here predates both of their, those publications. I think, I think McClellan definitely postman were later, um, in that, um, but he, he what, what Bradbury's talking about, well, here's, here's a, one of the quotes I, I really like from it is the, there's a couple, there's a couple of lines where he's got, um, speed up the film. This is also from a Beatty, a Beatty speech. Uh, the first one. So this is when uh, uh, Montag is, is feigning sickness just after uh-huh. the woman has committed suicide through self-immolation and, and yeah. Beatty arrives at their, the their, their house at, 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 uh, Mont, uh guy and mildred montag's home and yeah maybe I could just you can, uh, humor me to read a bit of this i I, I just love I, I absolutely love the exchanges with Beatty I think he's one of the just a, a brilliant villain and and in the best yeah. sense of of uh, uh the best villains are always those that have Right. A, a charisma kind of a, a there's a likability or a charm to them. Right. I mean, I mean, this is the the, yeah. the, the devil. Right. As a character, right. The, the devil would be good looking and charming and and, and, <laughs> and you in some way. Right. I mean, he's I mean, he's he's devilish. Right. Um, yeah. He says, What's his job? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. When did it all start? You ask this job of ours, how did it come about? Well, I'd say it really got started around about a thing called the Civil War. And and I think there's all these different, you know, these terms that we hear now that that make us think of, you know, are we also in a bit of a certainly in sort of a cultural civil civil war these days in, in the U.S. Even though our book, our rule book claims it was founded earlier, the fact is we didn't get along well until photography came into its own. Then motion pictures in the early 20th century, radio, television, things began to have mass, right? So this is this this whole mass media. And because they had mass, they became simpler. And I can't help, but I'm listening. I mean, this is so, man, if Bradbury had been, you know, I I mean, really had been, I guess, alive during this time of, of of meme culture, right? There's always been memes to some degree, right? But especially today, I just can't, it's just, it screams.
0: And that's well, what I'm using. Dangerous,
1: racist. Yeah. Right. Uh, once books appealed to a few people here, there, everywhere, they could afford to be different. The world was roomy. But then the world got full of eyes and elbows and mouths, double, triple, quadruple population, films and radios, magazines, books leveled down to a sort of pace putting norm. Yeah. I think it, 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 it you was know, a picture a 19th century man with his horse's dog, cart slow motion. Then in the 20th century, speed up your camera, books cut shorter, condensations, digest, tabloids, Everything boils down to the gag, the snap ending. Classics cut to 15-minute radio shows, then cut again to to, to fill a two-minute book column winding up at last, a 10- or 12-line dictionary resume. I exaggerate, of course. The dictionaries were for reference. But many were those whose sole knowledge of Hamlet, you know the title, certainly, Montag. It's probably only a faint rumor of a title to you, Mrs. Montag whose sole knowledge, as I say, of Hamlet was a one-page digest in a book that claimed, now at last you can read all the classics, keep up with your neighbors, do you see? Of, out of the nursery into college and back to the nursery, there is your intellectual pattern for the past five centuries or so. Just a bit more here. Speed up the film, Montag. I love these terms here. Montag, Montag, quick, click, Pick. We P-I-C, pick. How does he write that in this time period? Click, pick, What I, now, flick. You know, do you hear flicker, right? Flick, mm-hmm. here, there, swift, pace, up, down, in, out, why, how, who, what, where, A, uh, bang, smack, wallop, bing. I would wonder if bing is from this, you know, Microsoft, bing. Bong, boom. Digest, 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 digest. Anyway, it goes on and on. Like, Well, yeah. it goes because I've got this
0: written down too. Politics, one column, two sentences, headline, time-wasting thought. And I thought that um, that if they got there, that's the way to war. Because if you don't have to think about it and I want to create a war, then why can't I do that? I I only say that because I think – those things are happening these days.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been guilty of sending uh, an article having only read the headline, right? Or the first couple of sentences. Oh, and I send it off, and who knows what the rest of it is. There's definitely research to support how I, I think, I mean, I don't know the percentage, but it's a lot of people who are doing that, right? <laughs>
0: i 've done that before, but I've, I've tried to stop myself from doing that, um, but yes, uh, we all have, and, and that's a problem
1: yeah I've been trying to battle against uh, well now, now, now I'm conscious of my the, the, the war uh, metaphorical language of war that I'm using when I say battle, uh, but I've been trying to to fight, to battle to resist. Uh, Using something like Feedly, right? I think we we used to talk about Google Reader way back in the day, and, and I, I, I still use Feedly. And I've been trying to. Uh, I actually started rereading. Um, uh, uh, Was it Cal Newport's uh, "Digital Minimalism"? Oh, okay. And, and trying to, yeah, trying not to, or trying to limit. The amount of uh because that's really what we're getting at here with so much is there's so much information, right? There's all these little these these seemingly these really meaningless facts that make you feel like is what he's getting at. Um that uh, where where's that other Whoa, sorry. Skype video, Skype video Hang on <laughs> it's the perfect timing for all of the uh <laughs> Yeah, for all the fat, the overwhelming info, and Okay, we good? Yeah, 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 no. I was saying that was perfect timing okay. for all the, all the, uh, yeah, all the, all the, the little, little, info and things that we're kind of exposed to. I was trying to look at that line. Where where is it? He says that we're that people were all like, um. Oh, here it is. Um. Yeah, a little bit later in that same scene, he says, "Give people contests they win by remembering the uh, the words to more popular songs, or the names of state capitals, or how much corn Iowa grew last year. Cram them full of non-conductible data, chalk them so damned full of facts they feel stuck, but absolutely brilliant with information. Then they'll feel they'll, they're thinking; they'll get a sense of motion." Uh, without moving, and they'll be happy because facts of that sort don't change. Give them Don't give them any flippery stuff like philosophy or sociology to tie things up with. That way lies melancholy. Any man who can take a TV wall apart and put it back together again, and most men can nowadays, is happier than any man who tries to slide, rule, measure, and equate the universe. Which just won't be measured or equated without making man feel bestial and lonely. And and I know I've tried it. To hell with it. So bring on your clubs and parties, your acrobats and magicians, your daredevils, jet cars, motorcycle helicopters, your sex and heroin. More of everything to do with automatic reflex. If the drama is bad, if the film says nothing, if the play is hollow, sting me with the theremin loudly. I'll think I'm responding to the play when it's only a tactile reaction to vibration. But I don't care. I just like solid entertainment and that's it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's it. We just, you know, I, I feel like I do. I cram myself full of information and I feel good about it because I'm reading this, or this headline or, you know, parts of this Atlantic article or the New York times or whatever. And I feel like I'm kind of in the, I, I kind of like I know something, but I don't really know any of that deeply. <sighs> that that can be our intro for this one. Just get that Skype video coming in as in the middle of conversation. Um, I How
0: thought that. I, I I thought that uh, in that same rant when he said loneliness um, that, uh, knowledge, uh, or too much knowledge creates loneliness, uh, is, is, uh, is true. But then on the other hand, uh, Mildred, uh, has her own loneliness and, uh, takes too many sleeping pills so that it has to be sucked out by the, the snake that, um, Oh that wonderful description about taking the contents of her stomach uh, and sucking it out and then putting in new blood and the guy smoking cigarettes over you know this these this pumping machine thought it was oh, wonderful
1: amazing scene, yeah, the eye that sees but doesn't see right
0: yeah and loneliness so um so we're humans we can't get away from loneliness.
1: Video. Okay. You can take it, you can edit it out. They had this machine, they had two machines really. One of them slid down into your stomach like a black cobra, down an echoing well, looking for all the old water, the old time on the up. It drank up the green matter that flowed to the top in a slow boil. Did it drink up the darkness? Did it suck out all the poisons accumulated within the years? It fed in silence with an occasional sound of an inner suffocation and blind searching. It had an eye. The impersonal operator of the machine could, by wearing a special optical helmet, gaze into the soul of the person whom he was pumping out. What did the eye see? He did not say. He saw, but did not see what the eye saw. The entire operation was not unlike the digging of a trench in one's yard. The woman on the bed was no more than a hard stratum of marble they had reached. Go on, anyway. Shove the bore down, slush up the emptiness. If such a thing could be brought out into the throb of the suction snake, the operator stood smoking a cigarette. The other machine was working too. Yeah, nice. Oh, man. I thought I'd just read that while you were Yeah, taking care of that. That's yeah, perfect. Beautiful passage. Such a good writer, really.
0: I found myself um introduced to that right away through Clarissa, how Clarissa kind of glided in and out and uh the 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 yard I could see this expansive yard trees, green grass, the smells that that were there um you know i I really enjoy his uh description
1: well it's such a stark such a stark contrast right i mean she's she's kind of you know uh he's playing with we've talked about this before the you know his light and dark imagery and and she's described as kind of I think, milky white and sort of and angelic and and light and airy and like you said so so all so of she, that yeah yeah and then and then we transition to this kind of Dark, cold mausoleum-like room with his wife, right? Ah, uh,
0: thank you for reminding me of that. Because when I I read that, I read it at least twice. Um, have you ever been to the Ming tombs?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Had to have. There's
0: yeah. one tomb in there. I can't remember Chingxi uh, something. And we went down into her tomb, and it was like Mildred's room. That's how I I thought of it. So it was a great connection for me.
1: Hmm. Yeah, description's amazing. Yeah, it had me. Yeah, I, what did what did you? There's no. I guess there's one hint that Clarice makes it out right because as he, in the end, spoiler alert. When he makes it, finally emerges from the river, he knows yeah. that he knows that Mil, yeah that I say Mildred that Clarice has been there before right? that Clarice escapes, and he realizes. So he
0: was that, just feeling that, yeah,
1: yeah. He doesn't know how he knew, but he knew that Clarice had like been there at some point,
0: and that's further supported by his his own death and rebirth um so if he did it why couldn't she
1: right yeah i thought about um i was i i meant to spend a little time thinking about this but i don't don't know if you've um if you thought about the hero's journey at all in regard this text and for some reason i never really thought of it before until this reading even though i've read this (laughs) probably i don't don't know how many times i've read it um but yeah, it's it's such a clear example, I think, of the of the hero's journey, right? That, huh. and, and Clarice, okay, you know, hang on
0: know when technology kind of sneaks into your life and you don't even know it's there i gave my daughter's been trying to call and so i gave my phone to rod and she has her own phone but that last one rang from my desktop computer uh, because skype is on skype is always on and i Um, just forget to turn it off so I'm doing that right now. Oh.
1: It's, it's yeah. one of those really
0: sticky ones.
1: No, I mean I'm being funny here, but I, I, at all seriousness, I, I think it's totally appropriate that that a conversation about Fahrenheit four five one would include many many of the ways in which technology prevents us from getting deep into a conversation, right? Um, yeah it seems, it seems totally appropriate <laughs> you know
0: um yes it does so
1: I, I, with the hero's journey i was i was thinking maybe that the clarice represents sort of a, a herald like figure that she uh you know she she kind of motivates the the hero uh and challenges him and helps uh i mean i mean obviously the meeting of her is sort of the inciting incident as well but is she sort of the the herald like figure that that uh yeah announces the 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 change that's to come that she becomes his his sort of inner voice um of course we this, we uh novel. we
0: we have to we have to believe that um uh, you know, even if he's hallucinating the whole thing, um, not I really enjoyed the uh character of Clarice. Hmm. I hope we all have a Clarice hidden away deep inside, or maybe not deep inside, and maybe not so hidden either.
1: Yeah, or maybe some Clar- Clarices in our lives, right?
0: So, uh, honestly. Honestly, I think Montag, Clarice, um, Faber, I don't know about Mildred, um, are all the same same, you know, character, they seem to me. Just just different, you know, just different conversations, uh leading uh guy Montag along the way.
1: Yeah, Faber plays a a mentor like figure, right? Is he the Sort of the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this of this story?
0: The the book of knowledge, the in you know, yes, I need to know more. Um, those kinds of moments. Yeah, he yes, he he is.
1: What what did you think of his three things, right? Faber mentions, you know, number one, quality, number two, leisure time to think. And then number three, the right to carry out, carry out action based on number one and number two.
0: And, and that was in reference to like, you know, his three things in order to do what? I can't remember what that is. What
1: What started that? Yeah, I think it was to, to live a meaningful existence.
0: Why am I here kind of thing? Why am I doing this? What is it? You know, uh, uh, what's? I threw away my whole life, you know. Guy Montag's saying, uh, and why did I do that? And Faber's trying to say those those three things. They make sense to me. Seem common, like common sense. Did I miss something?
1: No, no, no. It makes sense. Yeah, to me, it really kind of reminded me of uh, I'm trying to find the pages for that. It reminded me of um, the um, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. You've read that book? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but I, yeah, yeah, I read that years ago, and it was—I just remember it being about the quality. It was so much. It was about the the importance of of the quality of things, right? Quality of. Oh
0: yeah, you know I haven't ever finished that. But I got about halfway through. I, I love the descriptions of, of you know, what it was to ride the motorcycle in early mornings, the, you know, breeze in his face, you know, fixing the spark plugs or, you know, uh, oil or whatever it needed to have happen. And at an early age, yes, I read that in an early age, too, that influenced how I looked at Um those kinds of mechanical things, you know, that they have a way of, of working. Love that book. Why are we talking about Zen and well, the of yeah, motorcycle?
1: Well, it's just about the, I mean, I think Zen's a kind of a key word, right? Too. And I mean, um, well, Bradbury doesn't mention it here, but his later book about writing, I think is, isn't it called the Zen Zen and the art of writing or is not that Bradbury's book on writing?
0: Oh. Um, I don't know. Uh
1: um, I don't know. But I but I I think the idea of 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 things of, of each thing having kind of quality and and being able to uh you know recognize you know be, kind of enjoy the moment and the uh, Yeah, Zen Zen in the Art of Writing by Ray Bradbury. Wow when we're, you know, in these moments of, you know, trying to, well, how do you make meaning, right? And part of that meaning comes from being the moment. And part of that meaning comes from, uh, a, you know, appreciating things with uh, some quality, some history, some blemishes, you know, things that are kind of of the earth, right? Like at some point, Brad, you know, uh, uh, I think Faber talks about, How, oh, it's a beautiful quote to, oh, I've got it, I've got it here. This is, this is in that same section where uh, Faber says, um, the comfortable people want only wax moon faces, poreless, hairless, expressionless. We are living in a time, I I just love this quote, love it, love it, love it. We are living in a time when flowers are trying to live on flowers instead of growing on good rain and black loam. Right? Yeah. Like flowers yeah. living on flowers and you can't, you know, you need it's like you need something kinda I mean ugly is not the right word, but you need the dirt, right? You need something that that uh you know is not so bright and colorful, but and yet beautiful in its own way. Um you need that kind of, you know, that earthy, kind of, you know, kind of mucky uh, soil, right, to to make things, you know, to make something beautiful, like right? you can't have the beautiful thing without the the ugly thing, you know. Maybe, But
0: how do you get to the place where we are even, or maybe where Mildred is in the book? Let's stick with Mildred. Um, how do you get to that uh, flower upon flower uh, place? Because they did. What happens? Is it information.
1: Right. Well, this this is the segue back to censorship, right? Ah, I think because he's, he's in, and this, this was, I think the passage that I thought was most kind of, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but, but maybe the most precarious, um, you know, uh, a kind of fascinating part in the story so when when again when Beatty is is visiting their home when Montag is feeling uh overwhelmed and kind of ill Beatty has this long passage where he explains how this this came about and it's not through authoritarian rule right it's it's like 1984 is like that and and um it, and this is more like um, and we talked about maybe maybe are doing a rereading of uh, of oh uh, no what's the, what's the name of the the title we talked about before of uh, Brave New World.
0: Brave New uh, World, okay. And,
1: and so, what, how do you end up with a Brave New World? Is where everything becomes about things that make you feel happy, and it's about mindless pleasure seeking. And Beatty here says that that became a reality because we uh, were afraid of dealing with things that made us uncomfortable. So in this passage, he says, "Right now, let's take up the minorities in our civilization." Now, for us, we hear the word minority and we think of, you know, it, it 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 makes us think of certain things. But the now, let's take up the minorities in our civilization, shall we? bigger the population, the more minorities don't step on the toes of the dog lovers, the cat lovers, doctors, lawyers, merchants, chiefs, Mormons, Baptists, Unitarians, second generation, Chinese, Swedes, Italians, Germans, Texans, Brooklynites, Irishmen, people from Oregon or Mexico. People in this book, this play, this TV serial are not meant to represent any actual painters, cartographers, mechanics, anywhere. The bigger your market, Montag, the less you handle controversy. Remember that. All the minor, 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 uh, minor, minor, minor minorities with their navels to be kept clean. Authors full of evil thoughts lock up your typewriters. They did. And then he kind of goes on to, you know, about these, you know, the, you know, the word intellectual kind of became uh, a swear word, right, as it deserved to be. Yeah. So the idea being that what that that if anybody is offended, we need to stop the publication or the writing or the expression of this thing that might offend other people. Mm. And I this reminded me of the, the idea of cancel culture today.
0: All right. Explain cancel culture. I looked it up the other day. I I I I've, found it in something I was reading, but I didn't really get it.
1: Well, so, so cancel culture is, I mean, it's kind of being pushed by, by, I guess the right in the U S as something that left, the left wing is doing that. Let's say like, and I remember being struck by this cause there was a rumor that paw patrol, I've seen that cartoon with all those cartoon dogs, paw patrol, yeah. Was going to be uh banned because it portrayed like policemen in, in a positive light. Um, and so and so another maybe maybe that's not it's so that it would be canceled because it wasn't a realistic kind of portrayal of, say, the police or that uh you know cops, um, you know, that show oh, like, right. Bad Boys, yes. Bad Boys, right? What you could do. That was finally canceled after 30 years because of its portrayal or that there were certain um, other cop shows that were being canceled because of their portrayal. And, and, and because that, of, you know, that, that kind of offended certain groups of people, um, you know, or that. And, uh, and so
0: then they called it uh, you're canceling my culture or something Is that
1: Right. Is that where right. we're going? Got it then. Well, yeah. 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 Right. And so, I think to me, the question is, how do you find a balance of, of, uh, you know, of maybe canceling some things that are maybe offensive and yet still, it's still allowing enough things that are offensive so that we don't, you know, create a world in which people are afraid to take a risk or put something creative out there. Like a lot of comedians do that, right? When they're a bit you know, edgy, but where where is the where where do you cross the line, right? Where have you gone too far from edgy to something that's so offensive that then nobody, you know, you're not allowed to perform or nobody can buy your work, right?
0: So, who gets to decide that? Which which person or or uh, committee or whatever?
1: Well, he talked about the tyranny of the majority, right? So if you have a a majority of people who don't like something, then they may censor that, right? If If it's, if it's offensive to the majority, then maybe we can't have that is, is the, is the fear. Yeah. Is that your, was that your reading of it? Did I what? what? Was that was that your reading of it when you read that section with Beatty? Did you, was that your interpretation?
0: Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's all through the book and, um, the, the thing is when I, when I think of censorship, um, I would think of it bef- before I went to China, I would think of it in terms of a book like, uh, Fahrenheit 451. Since living in China, um, I, when I see the word censorship, I, I think of China and what, and, and what happened to me but in this case of this book if you think of the of the the peasants out in the in the country and what they get to watch on tv is is very very different and more in line of Fahrenheit 451 I think well, what do you think
1: yeah. well yeah i think a lot of the people there but I mean, not just there i mean everywhere they just don't care because what they care about is, is access to TikTok, right, or or Netflix, and or something, you know, or endless YouTube videos. Where they, they, uh, there's so much mindless entertainment out there that 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 makes people feel good. And if they can just feel good for as much time as possible, then people don't have to deal with. Um, you know, the ideas, uh, and questions that make them uncomfortable. And so in the end, people don't want, uh, they don't, they don't want to deal with the things that are, that are controversial and, and that make you uncomfortable and that may be threatening. And so we like censoring ourselves. Like a, a pandemic and,
0: and how people could be, uh, Seeking what you just expressed, you know the g- good feelings and and happiness while uh, while they can, uh, and ignoring the rest, and then that is when the um, powerful manipulating dark the dark side can can take over, and that's that's in this book. That's how I think the war happened. And could it happen here in a in a situation that that we have? I think there are uh, the powers that be are shifting and, and changing during this pan pandemic. I, I see it in the news, but I can't see the whole story.
1: What do you what do you think is shifting in terms of the? I mean, you mean that there's, mm. just, there's more and more consolidation that, of wealth with the top one Uh, percent
0: yeah oh yeah Uh, i mean the the even the 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 weakest examples are the millions of dollars that were given through that that last incentive uh to congressmen and congressmen's wives and um companies that they know and lobbyists and all of that stuff um uh,
1: yeah that's that's there yeah. Well, I think that's something that maybe relates to, yeah, the overload that we feel. uh, I mean, you would think that with all the negative, I mean, there's been so many negative things from Trump that you would think it's the very, the very thing we think would destroy him or end up, you know, or, or causing his removal is the very thing that probably keeps him there. When, when every day has a new controversy or a new, um, you know, something negative that happens, you're, it's, you're so overwhelmed with each little negative thing that it's hard to, um, you know, it's hard to focus on any one thing in particular. That's why the
0: newscasters keep saying, this is not normal. This is not the new normal. And they're not talking about the pandemic they're talking about the president's behavior and and then we get uh, immune to it and it's it's okay until we go to the next crisis
1: yes every Friday night has some kind of crisis,
0: right oh oh and on my on my notes I, I have in the story Fahrenheit 451 uh, bullies and I think uh, cap Captain Beatty was the, you know, the, uh, the face of the, uh, bully of the, of the government and that, you know, he was the, um, Kellyanne of,
1: uh, <laughs> of,
0: of that time period.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Right. Um, yeah. Somebody who can, um, manipulate, Words and argue different sides, and in the end, none of it really makes sense.
0: Holy smokes! I think I think you described these those two characters perfectly.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a scary thought. Well, and I think the and part of that is you know when you're saying it's like the government, like I don't even know if Beatty is like a a real. I mean, you don't even get the sense he really necessarily cares about any of that like he doesn't even the argument he's making about it being a, a good thing right that we're keeping people happy he doesn't care about that he's just he's just it's almost a a, a game right it's just a just something that he he, he well he's, 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 he's it, it, part part of this and i wasn't sure how to phrase the question but i i bradbury has a he has quite a few throughout his work his body of work there's a lot of references to um carnivals. Um and I, I was I was starting to think about that a bit more, but I thought the the idea of the carnival, the white clown, the you know, it's the entertainment and and it's it's you know the the Beatty character or a Kellyanne Conway, I mean they're almost like they're just characters in a in a carnival, right? That they're not yeah. even it, it's it's just a show, right? There's nothing Ah, it's, it's, uh, but
0: but if you can look behind the curtains of the show, maybe then you, then you get the r- true reality.
1: But behind the curtains, aren't they all just like smoking and laughing and having drinks with each other? You know.
0: Yeah, I don't I mean, know.
1: I me, mean, I mean, Kelly, and Conway. Nobody's going, nobody's yeah. shown me
0: behind the curtain before.
1: <laughs> I want to right, see.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, we're, we're not in the room where it happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. We, we have not discussed this, this character, uh, which is also a device, which we, we talk about oh, yeah. in science fiction. And this was one of the main devices in, in the story. And it was hideous. The hound. Yeah. Yeah. It has all those, those features of, uh, of, of a a very, very vicious dog, big, vicious dog that strikes fear into everybody's heart. But then it's mechanical and it, and its senses, uh, its senses are, you know, heightened to extreme and, and it has a lethal, uh, a bite. So like a snake, Oh, like a snake.
1: Yeah. Full of venom. Yeah. Which Huh.
0: Which built tension in this story the whole way through.
1: Yeah, H- Harold Bloom. Um, it, Harold Bloom. He he said that was one of his um, plot coups that this this was. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't. He he loved the ideas of it, I and mean, he was a fan of the novel. But he, I think I, I think I may have sent that to you. But he didn't. Um, he, you know, didn't praise the writing maybe that much, but really loved this, this particular plot device. Thought that was such a great, a great moment. Um, you know, the great, great inclusion of the hound. Um, yeah, I love, I, lo- I love the idea of the hound. It's like that, uh, I meant to look that up, that, that Black Mirror episode. Did you, did you see that one where they have the, those, uh, those hounds?
0: Yeah. Uh. No, I don't. Uh, I must've. I, I think season you know,
1: you know, you know, five. Oh.
0: You know. well, but, uh, the movies are full of these kind of references to, uh, lethal mechanical animals.
1: Yeah. Season, season four, episode five, metal head for black mirror. Uh, Oh, you got to go watch. Yeah, if you if you happen to miss that one, uh, okay. It's not it's not one of the most highly rated ones, but I really I really enjoyed it just because of. Uh, it made me think of this novel, and there's this this season uh, four season four episode five. Yeah, Metalhead. Okay, got it. Um, uh, yeah, it, you know when you were talking about it before, it made me think of. I never really thought of the hound metaphorically or or I guess symbolically in the sense that now that now for some reason I'm thinking of animal farm uh, or, you know, the idea of, you know, what, what are the dogs or the hounds, the enforcers, right. For these, these uh, uh, kind of fascist figures, perfect
0: segue into what I had in my notes uh, about how uh, police forces can be funded and um, uh, allowed to go to extremes, especially with certain groups of people. And it fits perfectly into what's happening today with with um, everything and Black Lives Matter.
1: Yeah. The militarization of the police. Absolutely. Well, just the persecution of the other. I mean, this is a novel full of, it doesn't really specify race, I think, other than Clarice, right? She's described as white. No one else, else, there's no explicit, I think, that I remember any description of, say, race. But certainly, you know, it deals with the idea of the other and the persecution of the other. And that if you're just strange, right? If you're just a, a pedestrian, right, walking down the road, if you're just yeah. unusual in some way that 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 people mm-hmm. are people are and, and maybe should be. I mean, that's not Bradbury's argument, obviously, but that from from Beatty, from that uh, Mildred and Beatty and that group's perspective, that if you're different, then you're something to be suspicious of. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And people people are threatened by what they don't, you know, what's different and what they don't understand. Yeah.
0: I have another uh, another uh, quote uh, from uh, page seventy three. Um, I th- I think this is Faber. Only let me
1: look. Did you ever read that 60th anniversary one? What's that? Did you read the 60th anniversary copy or a different one? Oh.
0: Um, Oh, it must be a different one. Not the 60th. Yeah, not the 60th anniversary. This one. uh, Copyright 1953. No, here. Eighth printing. This is, this book was in sixty nineteen sixty seven. 1967. So, yeah. Um, hmm. 23. Hang on. No, I, I, I lost part of the quote, but um, I don't have the page right. Oh no, here it is. Um, I think, yeah, you just you just read uh, from part of this. We must all be alike. Not everyone born free and equal, as the Constitution says, mm-hmm. but everyone made equal right so how do you make people equal
1: yeah right that's the that's the struggle i think we're in right now and that we can't we're not able to really explore in a way that's kind of that's that's has a long-term solution right i don't i don't think we're really addressing systematic issues right so on, on the on the right people would say um well let's say on the, on the left you know and i know there's all, there's all kinds of in between right but the, the kind of general argument is on the left people would say there should be more minorities represented in in say film right or, or in in cultural works and the in the right would say, or let's say represented in some business, right? So that if you have, um, you know, somebody has a podcast, it shouldn't just be um, necessarily a couple of, uh, you know, white guys. You know, there should be a woman or there should be person of color represented. And the right would say, well, no, it, it, you shouldn't force that in there. It should be, it should be. Uh, you know, the person with, say, the best qualifications or just should, you shouldn't force it. Right. And so, you know, what, what's the, what's the compromise there, right? How do you give more opportunity for, for people of different groups without just saying we're going to have, you know, 50%, you know, on some board for some, you know, uh company that you would have 50% women or 50% men, right? Like that's, that's kind of a, I think that's a problematic approach to just say it's going to be 50%. Um but at the same time there's a problem with not with when you have obviously so many uh or so few let's say uh women or people of color kind of represented. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So I do I do
1: it's more of a systematic issue, right? You you couldn't just say tomorrow we're going to change all that by by you know, ma- you know, making it so that you have to have, say, 50%. Uh,
0: See, I, I, I kind of agree with that. My idea is to go even one step beyond that and be a, 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 a group, a government, a corporation so powerful that they can shift the focus of, of, the, of the nation or world um to make more people equal and one way that that you could do that is to change the focus of education and when, then you could yeah. you could you could do that to the economy if you were powerful enough
1: right well how to how to yeah how to do things early enough so that you know, by the time it just needs to have, I mean, as far as with like early. Yeah. The
0: (laughs) 1% isn't going to be affected anyway. They, they would, you know, they'll, you know, go on forever. Like, um, what, what did, um, Oh, lost that reference. Um, but but uh, the 1% will go on forever without really noticing that there are shifts in the other classes and equalizing or not equalizing. They, they would notice if there was chaos in it, then that chaos affected them. So they don't want that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have the solution. I, mean, I think generally the solution in my mind tends to come back to education. But that that I mean that's a whole can of worms in itself with yeah, who gets who gets opportunities, who uh you know, I mean so yeah. much Yeah it, it is about um you know I mean so many so many challenges and, and Beatty references this too of getting getting you know, why did they try to get children early and earlier, right? He says to get them, um, you know, they kept making, ed, you know, offering sort of education uh, earlier and earlier, almost to like indoctrinate them um, from an earlier age. Uh, yeah, perfect. Because
0: this has to go on for generations. And then it finally gets to a point where, that kind of manipulation, that kind of structure, doesn't hold up anymore, and then uh, the chaos meets the the one percent, I suppose, and that you know that that could create a war, that could create a, a famine, that could you know that kind of stuff. It's happened before.
1: Well, I mean, at some point, you know, at what point? when do people really start to you know when do the masses start to revolt i mean what, what would they i have, know they'd, they'd yeah make,
0: when does that happen
1: well they'd have to they'd have to run out of pharmaceuticals and yes run out of uh wi-fi
0: electricity yeah wi-fi turn off it'd the wi-fi to,
1: it'd be hard to connect without wi-fi they would have to run out of um mindless entertainment right
0: uh I, our wifi went out the other day for most of the day. I, I didn't know what to do. So I took a nap.
1: <laughs> so no, rev, no revolution. Yeah. <laughs> no, really.
0: Hmm. All right. I have, I, if, if, if we're run out of stuff, I have one thing that I, uh, Maybe two things that I have to I have to say toward the end of our our podcast.
1: All right. Well, yeah. I guess the is there anything? You know, we had a list of sci-fi elements. Um, you know, we had the. Let you me know if I missed anything. The air-propelled train. I think there were. I I remember yes. reading there were there were slide walks, and we talked about this in a different podcast. I looked it up the the air the moving uh, walkways at airports are called inclinators, even though they don't have an incline. Inclinators. Inclinators. Okay. Uh, there's the glove hole seashells, which yeah, the seashells or ear thimbles, which um, oh are, yeah, they are like earbuds, right? Which is So true. Um,
0: There were no earbuds when he wrote this. And it just seems natural. Oh, yeah, earbuds. hmm. Little clams. Um, And then the uh, police cars that could fly, hover, and then go back to the ground when they were searching for him with the hound.
1: Oh, we missed that. Um
0: oh and and then the uh hundred was it hundred meter uh billboards? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I like that. Uh, Parlour walls, we talked about those. A little bit. The which ones? On, the parlor walls, the oh yeah. The wall sized TV screens. I mean that's the family definitely soon everywhere. Yeah, the yeah. family.
0: Oh, and here's the thought. Now, if I were an artificial intelligence that had uh, become aware what's what's that word? the moment of um,
1: Wait, sentient
0: Sentience Yeah what better way to control my environment uh, than to manipulate the the media that goes out out to the people? Is it really us that's controlling
1: this? Oh, absolutely, right? Yeah, that's I mean at some point it's all gonna be well you get we're getting that already. A lot of the things that people get really upset about, um, they're just bots, right? Russian bots that are that are, you know, uh you manipulating which uh things are retweeted and what gets the most kind of likes. Um, and stirring up all kinds of, all kinds of feelings, right. Feeding off of people's emotions, right. Their, 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 their anger, right. Typically um, to manipulate people. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right. You want to hear Hear, here the, uh, what I think is a, is a good uh, ending. The woman knelt among her books, touching the drenched leather and cardboard, reading the gilt titles with her fingers while her eyes accused Montag. You can't ever have my books, she said.
1: Hmm. Play, the, play, the, play the man, Master Ripley.
0: And here's, here's a question for you. It's unfair, and I really don't expect an answer. But if you were going to be a book, which book would you be? Hmm. See? Well. I asked myself the same question, and I went like, no, I'm not going to be able to answer that.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say, just because... Feel like there's a lot left to be written, right? Um,
0: okay, so you want it qualified?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Can I be a chapter? <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. I feel like I would have tried to maybe answer that years ago. I'm not. I'm not sure. I uh, I don't know. I think I'm constantly, frequently.
0: Oh, you mean if you were at a bar trying to impress a girl and she asked you that question, you would answer her?
1: Um, no, I, 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 I probably I don't know what. Really? I Really,
0: that doesn't change anything. Uh,
1: it's been too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah. Huh. If I were a book, I mean, I, I think that we're – I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a pretty big believer in the the man with a thousand faces, hero's journey idea. So I, I guess – I think we're all living our own version of Siddhartha, uh, although where we are – the- I really like
0: that idea of the hero's journey. Yeah. Ooh, Siddhartha.
1: So – yeah, somewhere in there, but it wouldn't really just be particular to me. Hey, which character which character would you be?
0: Oh, out of all the characters, which yeah. one would you dress up as to the Halloween party?
1: Why well, I, I I dressed up as uh, Montag for last Halloween. <laughs> Did for you real? really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a picture? <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably that's
0: that. that'll go on our blog
1: no 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 uh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> maybe someday maybe someday <laughs> after after we have a thousand fans maybe or a thousand fans or readers I don't know. I have to go back and find it um yeah I, I mean i definitely feel like montag kind of stumbling through things I guess Um, we're all kind of stumbling through life for the most part, right? Yeah. So, so
0: Montag had his, in this, in this story, had his wake up moment. Clarice helped him with his wake up moment, but I think it was even before then, because he had his eyes on that radiator and it had a book or books In the radiator um and so he'd been collecting books like maybe i don't know if he looked in them or read them but he had them so clarice then brought took him to the next level and then his awakening his awakening began right (laughs) where'd you get the (laughs) hat
1: yeah we we it. Oh, awesome! Well, yeah, I don't see a full body photo of Bex backspinning, but oh yeah, that was a selfie. You have the hose and everything? No, no, that would have been yeah, just a just a like, basically a black suit with a it pretty. It was pretty, pretty handmade uh, overall. Um, awesome. Did did paint the hat though? Um, sorry, what you were you were asking about? Whether um, say it again? Oh, I
0: don't know. We'll have to back up the the tape and, and see. Um, <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought.
1: Sorry, distracted you. Yeah, such a good. Um, oh. I think. I think for me, the only thing I found. Maybe I just don't understand this well enough, and. Harold Bloom was kind of arguing for that, that uh, something about the importance of recitation and memorization and as a key part of learning, right? That we, uh, you know, maybe that we're so reliant on devices or superficial facts that we don't really have the deep knowledge kind of memorized that allows us to dig into ideas i'm saying we i i
0: I saw that part too yeah that's really important that's really important because we think we know it of course i i read it i saw it on on fox news it's got to be true and and so i even still feel i don't have the whole truth after i after i read three or four articles on on maybe a, a recommendation for something I want to buy. I still don't believe I have you know what the, what the truth is, maybe closer to it after three or four articles to see what they have to say. but um, it's it, it, with, with that scam about Amazon and uh, buying comments, uh, positive comments or whatever it is, I believe I believe that's deep.
1: yeah i right well i mean that kind of gets into a territory of um yeah you're you're asking about truth and what is truth and fact versus fiction and you know, how do we know what we know and and do we ever know <laughs> as as much as we need to yeah. know and I, I i find that to be a great uh struggle uh i find it i find it really hard to put down the uh, to not overwhelm myself with, uh, a constant barrage of, of information to where I just, I just, uh, I mean, I remember I used to go on, I used to really like to ride even like a public bus or go for a walk and in the street, in a city without, uh, earbuds just to kind of hear the sounds of the people and the players around me to kind of be in the moment. And I rarely do that now. I I've always got earbuds in when I go for a walk, I'm listening to a podcast and sometimes they're really needful. I think a lot of, I try to cull those and kind of uh, curate them in a way that they're, they're mostly pretty meaningful. Um, but not always. Um, yeah. And I, and I, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. It's just, it's really, really feels, I think to me, overwhelming to try to keep up with all the things I'm supposed to keep up with in a meaningful way. I I think it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a real, um, at least for me, I I, speaking for myself, a real desire or or um, maybe a need to, to be in a play and to be in a situation that's a little more simple Right to, uh, I don't know, turn back the the clock in a way and, and, and garden and have time to read and uh,
0: buy a tiny house and hit the road.
1: Maybe, yeah, yeah. Just have uh, quiet moments. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like those birds. Well, here's want, here's huh? an here's another quote from uh, page 78 why waste your uh, final hours racing about your um, cage denying you're a squirrel Mm. (sighs) that's a dig pull the trigger Montag set him on fire
1: he's mean yeah that was that's that's brutal um well maybe maybe the, I found the, myself hmm. I found myself
0: when I was reading that section I found myself saying okay pull the trigger it's okay go ahead pull the trigger
1: hmm. Yeah I think the solution there what what's the solution that Bradbury offers is to join a a tribe right you know, mm-hmm. find the, Well, the solution to to not, want, you know, to, you know, his solution to all these problems in a way is to find a tribe, right? To find people like yourself, find the others like you.
0: And he's really interested in, in discovering what, why it is that he did what he did. He's still not sure. He's got all this guilt, you know, he's... Done the wrong thing for so many years, and uh, how could how could he now change? And what is he changing for? All of those all of those feelings is that is that courage?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, well, that's a good question, right? I mean, he's—I think that gets in the quote. I mean, I think you don't have to—you can be a reluctant hero, right, and still be a hero, or at least in the Greek kind of tragic sense of it (laughs) he could he could be a reluctant hero Um, I mean yeah Luke Skywalker is a reluctant hero right
0: yeah that's right I like that reference keep it in the sci-fi world
1: Hmm. yeah we sure read a lot of uh, quite an array at this point I'm I'm proud of
0: us. I'm proud of us. It's a good, it's a good list.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Well, speaking of which, should we should we are we gonna go with? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess any any kind of last thoughts there? I feel like I, I I always feel like there's you know more to say or kind of solve. But I what a great read, Fahrenheit.
0: Yeah, it it really is. It uh, hit all all of the buttons for me.
1: Yeah. I, I, I really I, I enjoyed it. Flew through that. I, I, I really... I think that's one yes. of the things I appreciate is his... Um, I think he writes with a lot of joy. Right? Like you can kind of feel that there's, there's a youthful quality to the writing and a, and a, and a joy and a rhythm that that uh, I, yeah, I, I find very kind of it, it, it sort of nostalgic, or kind of brings me back to a time of my own youth. Right? There's a yeah. There's just always yeah something kind of like this. I don't know, childlike. let describe it. I feel like it's you, you know it, it reads like a like a like a like a child uh, i don't know running through the hallway or something <laughs> oh
0: i i totally agree and and for me i think it took me to a uh a higher level of understanding the you know the way things work or you know getting to that reality that you know, bradbury maybe can see or sees better than me um, so I, I always enjoy that. Hmm.
1: Well. Interesting guy. Bradbury.
0: Life, death, and sci-fi. Life, death, sci-fi. No and.
1: So what are we thinking uh, next? Are we going to go with the... Uh, you know, we talked about looking at... Trying to look at a... Uh, you know, probably the... I think the most famous African-American... Sci-fi writer. Would, I'm looking at a list. Well, I think we talked about Octavia Butler. She's kind of the. Uh,
0: yeah, she's on here.
1: Yeah, I I've the never heard. Parable of the Sower. Yeah, that's that's the one. I think that deals with, um, you know, it's a, I think I think it's a dystopian thing, and it deals with, um, uh, immigration, like kind of issues around no. that. Uh, The characters try
0: to survive in societies governed by right-wing theocracies where alien viruses mutate men into
1: monsters. Oh. Well, that sounds – that sounds – that doesn't sound like – (laughs) that (laughs) sounds like (laughs) nonfiction. Okay. uh, That sounds interesting. Um, Kindred is the other one that's famous, but I don't know – yeah, I think one of those two would be good. Uh, okay, I, 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 for me, I don't mind doing that. I think that could be cool if, if you like that idea. I, I, that would, I would be reading that on my iPad. Um,
0: Parable of the Sower.
1: Yeah, either of those. Any, any Octavia Butler would be on my iPad. Okay, and I, and I would need to do that pretty quick here, just to I got I have to, I need to. Long story short, I have to return the iPad to the school for like a week or two for them to do some things to it. And then I got to go, but I, but I'm happy to do that now because right now I'm not spending as much time, you know, like in zoom meetings and, and all that. Um, and then I have, I have a bunch of hard copies and then maybe if, if, if you're okay with that, we could revert back to hard copies for a few of these, just, just so I can, it helps break up the oh, screen, screen time. Yeah. For yeah.
0: I, I, uh, um Red Fahrenheit four five one. Hard copy. Loved it. Oh yeah. Um, it's called stickies.